right, here we are. Episode 28. Who wants to give me the recap about last time? Tug does. Tug does. All right, <laughs> All right Tug. What happened? All right, so we went to the Augustus Glute Memorial, and it was broken down, so we decided to go to the Jelly Jungle, which was a log flume, lazy river type of thing. We found out that uh, Rusty, the Rusty the Rabbit, is uh, maybe an old disgruntled employee that killed the owner, perhaps, and kind of took shit over and made it kind of a nefarious place. So we're trying to solve that mystery. Hardy boys, that mystery, if you will. Um, we made our way to a decrepit shack. Inside was uh, some sort of gelatinous uh, monster that ate a girl that we don't know where she actually came from. We were able to defeat the gelatinous monster, procure the bobble of the jelly jungle, and save the girl. And now we are in the midst of... Uh, interrogating the girl to see what is popping perfect perfect that was perfect couldn't have said it by myself yep so you guys are still in the shack there's purple goop laying all around you from the remains of this jelly monster and you've got this young girl teenage girl she's got like black hair that's still wet with this goop i believe you called it the she kind of looks like the girl from the ring she's a little pale actually she's got hazel eyes uh long now goopy uh yellow dress on um and she's still kind of in a daze from everything that that just transpired so i'll leave it up to you what do you want to do listen lady we've got a lot of stuff to do here you're gonna have to give us everything that you remember about the last moments before you ended up in that glob glob monster she says you know like like i said before i was i was with my father and um, we, I just remember, I don't remember much. My whole memory is hazy right now. I i remember music and, and dancing. And then we were running, running from something or someone, some some kind of, of creature with long ears and and a bushy white tail. And I, I ended up here in the jungle. We, Me and my father, we got split up somewhere along the way. And I've been looking for him and... I stumbled across this sh- this shack here, and that's when when I was attacked. So, are you saying your dad is somewhere in here? He's he's gotta be. He's gotta be somewhere. I've been looking for him for uh, for hours, days, weeks. I I don't I don't remember. Why why is my memory so fuzzy? I don't know. What's your name? My name is Ursula. Did you ever work here? Classic name. Classic name? Do I ever work here? No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't even honestly. I don't even remember how I, how I got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has your dad ever worked here? My father has he worked here? I. What's he, his name? My, my father's name is Jason. Uh-oh, oh, spaghetti shit. Your dad got killed by the rabbit. Oh, <laughs> shit. What? 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 She starts to tear up. She starts crying. What? No. No, have you seen this? Well, no. Yeah, no, totally. We're probably Just wrong. Joking. We're probably wrong. Come on, let's go. Uh, can I can I come with you? Can can we can you find my father together, please? You, he can't be gone. He's he's strong. I know it. Can he? Can you fight? Can I fight? I, I, I can. Give her the mop. Give her the mop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
he's doing this in character just in the background. Like, Give her the mob. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, no, no. Okay. That's okay. low hanging fruit. That's low brow shit. And tugs above that. Uh, Is he? Well, Is he? Fuck you guys. Let's roll. So, uh, yeah, your dad's totally alive. And I give a big wink to Carl. And. <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh i think it's time to gtfo let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. get back Absolutely. let's go to gloop or no, no we gotta go to the castle let's go to the bobble Chaco the mountain well, let's put the bobble in the castle so we don't lose the bobble we're not gonna lose the bobble bullshit we're going to the it, castle got, put in you, the bobble you've got two giant plate-sized golden like coins right now basically Let's go drop them off. Yeah, let's go. Let's go insert them in the. I, wait, I already thought we uh, dropped off the hockey one. I don't think so. Uh, irrelevant. Irrelevant. Okay, so you guys, uh, you guys head out. You head out from the shack um, with Ursula in tow. Now she follows behind you, um, ready to 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 find her father. Maybe something might jog her memory as you guys pass through through more of the park. Um, but you hop back on the track and you make your way back all the way back to the. The shack and past Jelly Jungle back to the center hold, of the park. Hold on, hold on. I'd like to I'd like to pull her into the uh, employee um, locker room and like see if that jogs her memory a little bit and maybe show her uh, Rusty's diary. Do we still have that? See yeah. if anything jogs her memory at all. I think Carl still has it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you you show her the diary and she reads through it and she's like, yes, yes, that was my father, Jason. He he must have he must have run the park. I just, it's so strange. I can't I can't seem to remember anything like that. But that's his name right there. Do you remember anybody named Rusty? Rusty. Do Do you have a a picture of him? He's all over the place. We'll run into him. Trust show, me. No. Show his ass. Show her ass the ID. Show the show her ass the ID. Do I have the ID? I show her ass the ID. Okay. I, she looks at the Does ID. her ass have eyes? She looks. <laughs> she looks. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be here all week. <laughs> she, she looks at the ID with her face, eyes, and, <laughs> and she says, yes, that's, I know that face. I know that face. I, we were running from him for some reason. Nice. Not gonna lie to you. Um, this dude probably totally murdered your dad. So I just want you to be like <laughs> no. emotionally ready for that. No. If it's true, it might not be true. I don't know. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I'm just saying all signs are pointing to hella dead. So if that doesn't necessarily shake out or like break your way, um, just want you to be prepared for that. But we'll help you out in any way we can. I um, I appreciate it. I guess. Um, <laughs> I I don't believe you though. He's strong. I know he would survive. If oh, I could right. survive, he could survive. There you no, go. You well, survived because we showed up. So yeah, we, you, you were, were totally you about were to totally get... gonna die too. Like you're aware of that, right? I guess maybe. It's completely yeah. unrelated to you dying. Was us there for a completely different reason we saved you because we're decent people carl is i'm not gonna lie to you i wasn't going for you at all um uh so that kind of panned out for you which is great uh and i'm not saying it won't pan out for your dad i'm saying it probably won't so i just don't want you to get your hopes super high um because she, she kind of sidesteps away from you <laughs> and just holds on to carl's arm nice 
I casually flipper the ID and say, let's go. And I like do like a round them up and I walk out the door. Oh my God. All right. All right. You finally reach the uh, Rusty's mansion and you place the two plates, the two golden plates that you have, and they fit perfectly in their slots. And as they kind of suction back into the slots, a green ring glows around them and you've got two left. Two left? Shit. I thought we had one left. Um, no, we have to go to, go to the chasm. The, the chasm. <laughs> in Chaco Mountain. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I vote for... Do you think Augustus Gloop is repaired? I think we should check on Chaco Mountain, and then if it's still not fixed, then we go to the chasm. All right, yep. I'm in with that. Retweet that. I swear to God, if you guys keep calling it the chasm. <laughs> so, yeah. It's canon. Right, key. <laughs> it's canon. All right, let's get out of here in a single file <laughs> key. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you make your way to Chaco Mountain once again through the park. Um, at this point, it is still dark. It's nighttime. It's basically midnight or later. Um, I don't know does, if you guys want to. Does you the rest bunny? All, does the bunny pop up again? And say the bunny is still again? there. So you make your way over over the bridge to the ticket booth. And the bunny is still there just with his wide grin, a little out of order sign sitting at his chest. Um, there doesn't appear to have been any workers around here to fix the problem. I, I'd almost rather uh, if I think we should rest. And I think if we're going to rest, we should do it at the gates of the castle, because if those are going to open up behind us, then like we just keep cheat coded our way in. And I doubt that's going to happen. So at least we'll have one side protected from uh, whatever this amusement park is. In. All right. Okay. Okay. So you guys camp out in front of the, the gates of Rusty's mansion. Yep, kind of sleep uh, with our backs against the the main gate. So if it okay. randomly pops open, then we we get in there. But otherwise, we we should be protected. Okay, all right, sweet. So yeah, in the night, um, you guys get a good rest. Night passes, the sun rises. Um, you get o- you get okay sleep every once in a while. Actually, every once in a while, a loud like musical uproar comes up, bounce once or twice every hour that jerks you awake out of your sleep. It's more like an obnoxious sound than it is a soothing sound, obviously. Um, basically meant there to fuck with you. And it's creepy as hell when you wake up from this. But you do end up getting getting a night's rest and you wake up in the middle of the morning ready to go. What What is that effect on our... Um, like- our psyche? And not really our psyche, just but... No, not like, nothing mechanically. It's just It's just odd. No, I mean like, okay, so I got, I was already at full health. Mm-hmm. Do oh, I right. get spell slots back? Everyone or? regains everything. Health, spell slots, key points, everything. It's a long rest, so. Yes. All right, so so uh, Carl's going to wake up, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, humming brown-eyed girl, uh, and he's going to start making his way to Chaco Mountain. <laughs> yeah, sure, certainly it's fixed now. That's a yeah, whole night. Absolutely. That's a whole evening. If, I mean, if they don't have it fixed by now, what are they doing? Exactly okay. right. All right, you, you make your way to Chaco Mountain. Uh, there's a booth, there's a metal cutout of Rusty the Rabbit, out of order sign, and a broken ski lift in front of you. Does Rusty the Rabbit say his little jingle again? No. What, what, what was it? He's just cheesing, staring straight at you, his eyes mm. just pointing in your direction. Uh, then I'm heading to Candy Cane Chasm. Uh, real quick. Uh, to Candy Tug, Cane Chasm. Real quick, Tug turns to Durf, and, uh, hey, I know you got that fire in you. Light that little, light that cabin up with the with the bunny in it. Let's let's send a message of our own that if they're not going to repair the ride, we ain't fucking with with this guy. So light his shit up. Durf burns down the cabin. 
With with what produce flame? Hell yes. Yeah. All right. You hear the speaker um ring out with the same kind of tune. It's almost like you you you're the fire kind of like messed up with some of the wires and some of the gears there. So he's key, he's like flicking upwards and downwards and upwards and downwards and he's looking at you with his wide grin and his voice is getting getting louder and faster and more high pitched and then he just continues his his laugh at the end just quickly and quickly <laughs> as the entire thing is just burning down to the ground we did it nice mission accomplished let's get out of here let's go to the chasm all right <laughs> you once again Skip on Chaco Mountain and head down to the southeast corner of Cotton Candy Village. You make your way uh, to the southeast corner of the park. Several red and white striped signs point you around corners and down colorful checkered paths until you see the gates of the Candy Cane Kingdom before you. Thick striped peppermint sticks of various heights litter the landscape before you, but the most glaring feature of the place is the gigantic hole in the center of it all. The diameter of the chasm is long enough to fit an entire small village, and peering over the edge, it plummets down below into complete darkness. It's as if a sinkhole devoured whatever sat here on these grounds. As you stand and stare at the edge of the pit, the faintest bit of carnival music echoes off the cavern and hits your eardrums. I'm going to walk up to the edge of the chasm, and uh, I'm assuming there's like some objects or something that are like right there by the edge. There are there are various different kind of like broken candy cane, look like candy cane trees. Yeah, I'm going to pick up like the candy. biggest chunk I can and just kind of throw it into the chasm and see... Okay. What happens? Yeah, I mean, you throw it down deep, it disappears after about 200 feet down, and then you don't hear anything else. You think Eugene could see what's down there? He might be able to. Just going to throw his ass in there? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to pull him out? We haven't heard from Eugene in a while. Let me me see if rats have dark vision. Okay. Better see if they can parachute first. (laughs) He does. Well, he can crawl, like on walls. Could he climb? Does the wall look like something he could climb down? Yeah, actually, you look you look down, and um, there seems to be a steep slope that kind of curves around the edge, kind of spirals down, like almost like a walkway that you guys could travel down, or Eugene could travel. Or Eugene down. could travel down. Yes, I could always. I, uh, I pull out Eugene with Carl's shield again. <laughs> Eugene pops out of his, out of your pocket and stretches his arms, and he's like. Holy shit, Darf! I feel like I've fallen asleep for like fifteen episodes. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Um, oh, man. How do you feel about doing a little mission for us? Oh, well, what's what we got? What we got? And he looks around and he stares down to the chasm. And he's like, nah, fuck no. Fuck no. All right. I hear you. I hear you. But what if yes? <laughs> but what if what if yes? <laughs> what if yes? <laughs> That's your thing? That's your deal? Very convinced. You can tell he's a lawyer. Yeah. yeah you, uh, very yeah, convincing. Yeah. Durf, uh, don't just don't take uh, occupation and sales. All right. That's fine, but wh- I think you should go down there and check it out for us. What? <laughs> well, what's in it for me, Durf? I'll tell you what's in it for you. Glory. <laughs> Roll up your animal handling, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. What's my animal handling? It's huge. 15. 
15? Uh, okay, so he, so you're telling me that if I go down here in this dark-ass, scary-ass chasm with weird-ass carnival music, I'm going to get glory and power and all that stuff, right? Yes. That's what you're telling me. Money, power, glory, women. Ah, uh, fuck it. I guess. I mean, we've been through worse shit, right? There was the time you threw me over the tracks in the mines. To save you. To save you. Well, that was still scary as shit, Durf. You understand this? <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, whatever. I'll do it for you. I've been asleep for a long time. You haven't called me out. I guess I owe you one. All right. All right. I'll use my animal eyeballs or whatever it's called. Let's see. B-Sense. Yep, I use B-Sense on him. All right. So you can see through his eyes? Yep. All right. So he leaps off your pocket and down um, your chest and down your leg and he crawls forward to the ramp, and he, he starts walking. It takes him a long, long, long time. Uh, he does have dark vision. Did we confirm that? Yeah, he does. He does. 30 feet. Okay, fine. Yeah, so he scrolls down, he strolls down, strolls down, strolls down, and you see through his eyes, and it's kind of like a gray haze, kind of like night vision as he gets down there. And all around this pit, the base of this pit, is basically like a city of 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 carnival objects you've got ferris wheels you've got carousels you've got broken statues of clowns and and colorful objects and they're all twisted and broken on the ground it looks pretty dead except for the crackle of an unseen speaker somewhere that's emitting this this carnival tune that echoes off the cavern above why don't you give me give me a uh investigation check can you talk to him like yeah for for uh Eugene. Um I could yell down to him. Investigation wait, so I have plus one. His intellect is probably like, well, he's a dreadlord, so I don't know what his intellect is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a twelve. A twelve? Uh, okay. Without any um, modifiers, it's a twelve. Yeah, so he looks around, he kind of strolls through this this city of of carnival objects and um he does notice a and you notice this because you've seen it before but he does notice another ticket booth similar to the ones that you have encountered so far and behind that ticket booth is a large circus tent so does he i i uh, hey go see what's in that uh booth there bud please okay yeah he crawls up into that booth um he crawls up to like the the level that's like chest height with you guys, and he looks down and he sees an upside down cutout of of Rusty the Rabbit. He's wearing this colorful kind of clown afro and a big red nose. He's got smeared clown makeup on his face with a bright red frilly top. But Eugene is not big enough to kind of activate his magic, and he's he's not active. He's just sitting inside that booth. Hmm. Well, I guess it's safe. Should I just call him back up? Should we go down? Let's go down. Yeah, let's let's go down. We're gonna have to go down. Call Eugene back up. We don't need him arbitrarily dying in a pit of despair. Well, we can just meet him down there. Or he could die. Or he could die. Hey, buddy, we're coming down. You meet us halfway. All right. All right. He crawls up halfway. He crawls up halfway. The spiral. You guys climb down. It takes you a long time to climb down this. This is hundreds of feet down. Um, and you eventually meet him halfway and make your way down. And as you take the first foot down off this ramp down to the main level, 
Suddenly, there's a surge of music as the bottom of the pit comes to life. Blinking lights of all the colors of the rainbow are strung up haphazardly between large candy canes and shattered buildings. Huge statues and decorations lay crumble across the floor. Heaps of twisted metal, broken go-karts, dented giant gumdrops, colorful lollipop swirls, trash, toys, and bodies are everywhere that now you can see as the entire thing is lit up. And a series of lights, a series of lights flicker on above it all, hanging from the cavern walls like Christmas lights that make the words Carnival of Chaos. A giant flashing arrow with a picture of Rusty's face points downward at a ticket booth ahead of you in front of a large circus tent riddled with patches and holes. Is the chaos spelled with a C or a K? Because K is wrong, but it's more extreme. <laughs> I think it's a K then. It's definitely wow. a K. Nice. Um, nice. Tug turns to Durf and he points at the uh, the ticket booth and says, "Burn it down." Well, he's gonna. I want. He sometimes he tells us important stuff though. Let's listen to this stuff and then burn it down. Let's listen to the idiot <laughs> rabbit. Is Ursula still with us? Yeah, and she's she's just staring at the bodies, just terrified, looking at them like. Almost almost extremely scared, halfway extremely scared, and halfway kind of looking for her dad. Are any she of these bodies undead? Like, no. Cause I they would, look like I mean, they've been there for a very long time. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's it's like, they look like workers of the park. They look like uh, guests of the park, just strewn about. There's blood on all of... You couldn't really see this with dark vision, but there's blood everywhere. All over the buildings, all over the rides. It's just, it, it's chaos, for lack of a better word. It's complete chaos down here. Dang. Okay. Well, let's go check out the the cabin or whatever and see what. Uh, All right. You walk up to the rest ticket booth. Is gonna tell us. And his body flicks upward, like I described before. Big, colorful afro, big red nose, smeared red and black clown makeup on his face. And he's got a bright red, frilly, uh, white and red, frilly top. And he says, Welcome to my carnival of wholesome fun. Just remember in the pit, there's no place to run through these doors. This is my circus where you'll test your luck. If you don't play it right, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> nice, wow. wholesome family. Abrasive. Abrasive. Nice. <laughs> His head slowly ticks sideways on a tilt as the cutout sees Ursula. It pauses for a moment of eerie silence before quickly flipping back down into the ticket booth. Ursula says, what was that? Was that per, per, permission to burn down the the cabin squad? Permission granted. <laughs> okay, I burned down the cabin. You, same thing. Same thing happens. He says his little rhyme faster and faster and faster, and he laughs this maniacal laugh as you watch the whole thing burnt to a crisp. Nice. So Ursula, that was kind of weird. Do you notice that? <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen that face before. Those those eyes they they stared at me for a, for a second. I I don't know what that was all about, but I'm I'm terrified. Yeah, that's Rusty. We literally showed you a picture and gave you his name. Remember, he murdered your dad. We like we totally covered this. Why do you keep saying that? That's so awful. Why are you so mean? <laughs> he, she grabs onto Carl's wrist tighter. I'm setting the bar so low that if we do happen to hurdle it. 
um, you'll be even more exuberant and excited. But if you are let down, you don't have that far of a fall. It, honestly, this is for your benefit. And then Tug walks into the chasm of chaos or whatever. The the <laughs> carnival tent, the circus tent that I described. Yeah, yeah. Carl Carl just looks at Ursula and kind of like shrugs his shoulders and and follows in. You step into the tent and you find yourself at the top of a set of rickety wooden steps. Benches line the circumference of this arena style seating, leading down into a large dirt floor in the center where a golden plate sits on a tall pedestal. Uh, can Tug climb the pedestal and get the plate? Yeah, absolutely. It's down in the middle of, like you think of like circus, there's like this big sand pit in the middle. Yep. Uh, it's basically standing on a pedestal right there in the middle for you. Let's go get it, guys. Slowly but surely. Does somebody have detect traps? No? no. All right, let's get in there. <laughs> right, you run down. You run down towards this oh, pedestal. I don't run down there. We're going oh, okay. cautiously in. You cautiously walk quickly towards the pedestal, and as you get within ten feet of it, it's sucked down into the sand, and you hear a loud drum roll all around you as these spotlights from the top of the circus tent travel among the empty benches before settling in on the center, casting you in a bright light. And you hear this voice come from the top of the circus, and it says, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the show. Shut the doors, lock them tight so there's no place to go. You want your prize? Better hold your breath so you can hit the right targets on the wheel of death. Oh, boy. And from the top of the circus tent, a large circular <laughs> contraption lowers on a chain. The wheel has three rings of different sizes and colors, but each of them contains several targets that currently spin in different directions. The outermost ring is blue, and you count 20 total targets spinning around it. Each of these has the name of a creature. The middle ring is green. Twelve targets rotate in the opposite direction, each with a characteristic. The central ring is the smallest, containing just six small targets that spin around a black screen in the center. Each of these targets contains a number on it. Um, when you say the ones in the middle contain a characteristic, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Characteristic. So you actually you look at some of these. As these things are spinning around, you see things like three-headed, flying, fire-breathing, invisible, undead, poisonous, things like that. Okay. And I'm going to send you the actual list of everything that's on there. On the creature list, there is ape, bear, basilisk, cat, hellhound, wasp, insect swarm, and so on, so on, so on. Uh, this, The middle one, there are those characteristics. The middle has uh, numbers 1, 3, 5, 10, 50, and 100. And as you're watching this, something that you that unseen is lowered from the ceiling. And Carl, it's lowered right next to your face. And it's a small box on a rope that comes down from the ceiling from the top of the circus. So small my guess of- is whichever one we hit is what comes down. Like 10,000 yeah. undead wasps. or That wouldn't be that bad. We'd catch them on fire. Let me send you a picture of what you see. So you, if you want to target something in particular, you can. I know. But Carl, you have a box right in front of your face. I grab the box. Okay. And is there a way to open the box? You totally open the box. And inside, Carl, are three darts. Oh, I'm so I'm so ready for this. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. 
I do not wait. I immediately target undead. Tug's Tug's god is Dartholomew. You're not wrong. Tug worships Dartholomew. Think about episode one. (laughs) This chance to redeem himself. That's right. I need need this. As you pick these darts out, as you pick these three darts out from this box, Carl, a white line is magically drawn in the sand in front of you, and you're about 20 feet away from the wheel of death. Perfect. I I tow the line. The first thing I'm aiming for is undead. Okay. I'm going to need a ranged attack from you. Wait, what's your ranged attack, dude? Doesn't matter. The box came to Don't me. Don't matter, game. The box <laughs> came to me, bro. Oh, goddammit. <laughs> We're going to fight a hundred poisonous Clowns. dragons. That would be an 18. 18? Okay, what are you aiming for? Undead. On the middle. Okay, undead. So you hit the target. You hit the middle target. Or yes! In the, in the central ring, you throw this dart, and you hit your target square on, and you hit undead, and on the black screen in the middle, glows in red letters, undead. Perfect. Uh, Tug, would you like to make an attempt with one of these darts? You can try and see if you're as good as I am. Always. Always, my friend. Let me pull up... Uh... The flow chart. You should probably do the D, not to metagame, but, you know. Yeah, don't metagame. <laughs> As the best thrower in the group, I literally just hit exactly what I wanted. I would say I'm pretty damn good. I'm not, I'm talking to Tug. I'm just saying as the you best. You just said best thrower in the group? That's best clearly me. thrower in the group, theoretically, um, based on past throws, you should aim for the smallest targets. Maybe. Uh, so are you saying you want to take the D, the middle rung? We I took the, the middle the We already outside. took the middle run. I would take the outside. Or you could do both. We don't have to take turns. You know what? Yeah, you do the big one. Let's get everybody involved. Okay. You want me to do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got undead. Hmm. What do we want? <laughs> I'm going to aim for... And actually, hmm? Durf, as Carl hits the middle set of targets... The other two rings start to spin a little faster. Of course they fucking do. Nice. Of course they do. That's okay. I've got pretty dope decks, so let's see. I'm going to aim for... uh, Is anybody allergic to bees and wasps? Let's let's aim for like one big creature, hopefully. Or multiple. Let's get a big creature. Or we could get one undead bee and just fuck (laughs) that thing up real bad. (laughs) Yeah, I aim for wasps. Okay, roll a roll a dexterity attack. Um, twenty one. Okay, you hit wasp. All right. So you hit you hit the target straight in the middle, and uh, red letters appear in the black screen just above the undead, and it says wasp. Classic. All right, tug. Praise Dartholomew. Praise to our Lord and Savior Dartholomew. Let me see what I can drum up here. I'm looking over all my skills because I don't, I don't want to chub into the 10,000. <laughs> As Durf hits the outside ring, the center ring spin, spins incredibly fast. All right. Well, I guess I'll aim for a one. And it's a ranged attack, right? Yep. <laughs> 14. 14. Okay. Give Roll a d6. Six. Is that ten thousand? <laughs> As okay, you you <laughs> tug. You line up. You line up on this white line, and your tongue sticks out, and it's like sticking out 
the side of your mouth as you're honing in on this central central ring of targets. And you got one eye closed, one eye squinted closed, and you're leaning forward as far as your little halfling body can can lean. And you chuck this dart at it, and it just misses, just misses the one and goes on the opposite end of the spectrum because that's what's in, on a circle, that's what's around. And you hit the 100 target. And 100 in red letters lights up right beneath Wasp Undead 100. And the thing starts blinking. And you hear another voice come out from the circus. And it's Rusty's voice. And this time he's chuckling to himself. And he says, Oh, this is great. But let me add one. Let's raise the stakes and have a little fun. And right underneath Undead appears another set of letters. And it says... It says fire breathing. <laughs> so the the uh, the black screen in the middle says 100 undead fire breathing wasps. And it flashes for a moment as this the wheel of death gets pulled upwards towards the circus. And you start to hear an incredible buzzing sound all around you. Time to EXP farm. <laughs> <laughs> This is Joe, your Dungeon Master. Hope everyone's doing fine. Thanks for tuning in on episode 28 of You Meet in a Tavern here in Cotton Candy Village. A lot of cool stuff happening this episode. And this arc is coming to a close pretty soon. I'd say maybe another two, three, maybe four episodes. So that means I'll be back at the Arcane Tower. So we will... Once again, be accepting submissions for items that they could buy at the fishery or the brewery, beers, items, uh, magical stuff that give cool effects. We've gotten just a ton of submissions on our Discord and Reddit and all those places. So if you've got more, please send them our way and they might show up in the show if the guys are interested in buying them. I've actually got a couple little bits of news for you here. First things first, we are currently running a fan art contest. I think I started it about a week and a half ago on Twitter. I posted it on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, if you are an artist and you enjoy the show and you want to draw up a scene from the show and post it on social media, and uh, we will add that to the contest and you will have a chance to win a signed copy of Morden Kanan's Tome of Foes that's coming out in May. The contest itself is is ending on May 18th. That's the day that the book comes out. So we would love to see your art. We'd love to see your renditions of, of things that happen in the show, either scenes or characters or your favorite parts or whatnot. So um, yeah, go ahead and send those to us on, on Facebook, on, on Twitter. The hashtag on Twitter is hashtag YMIAT fan art. Pretty easy to remember. YMIAT uh, or why am I? Yeah, why am I a T fan art? So yeah, uh, that'd be great. Last little bit of news: we have put down a date on the calendar for our Star Wars uh, Fantasy Flight Games Edge of the Empire one shot DM'd by Jamal. It's going to be on April eighth. That's a Sunday from six p.m. to ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we're hopefully hopefully only take four hours, but we're gonna we're gonna stream that live on, live on Twitch. So if you go on to Twitch.tv/slash YMIA 
Tavern. You can get notified by following us uh, when that's going to come up. So the, that date is kind of still subject subject to change, but we're pretty sure it's going to be that. But we will, of course, update you as much as we can if if anything were to change. So we hope you can join us and tune in and uh, watch us play some some Edge of the Empire. If for some reason you're you're new to the show and you're listening to this for the first time or you know the second or third time and you haven't done this yet, please follow us on all social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at YMIA Tavern. That's our tag for all those. You can go on to our Reddit page. We've got a lot of cool people posting different things about the show there. And I post some content on there um, as well. That's reddit.com slash r slash YMIA Tavern. And there is a Discord that we use for all our community members to talk about D&D, talk about the show, talk to us, the cast members. So if you're interested in that, go um, the the link to that should be in the episode description as well as links to all our other social media stuff. Um, and if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Leave us an iTunes review that helps us get noticed and bumps that review number up which helps people uh, think that we're a pretty credible podcast so please leave a review and rating if if you're a fan and you got a couple seconds to spare all right last but not least i want to give a huge shout out to our patreon supporters these are patrons that donate a monthly amount to the show to help us get music for the show that you hear all done by our good friend jacob pretty it's awesome this arc um, music and art for the show and maps and hosting and editing and all that stuff that costs money um, is completely completely helped out by these people that donate to the show. So if you're interested in donating even a dollar a month, a uh, dollar a month gives you cool perks like listening to snippets of the music and and sneak peeks of episodes and whatnot. Um, we would really appreciate it. You can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. All right, so here we go. Our $15 or more patrons get a little shout out in this mid-roll. David Ashley Cole, Andre K, Sir Falkor, Falkor, Sir Falkor, Sir Falkor, the Fearless, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Ursula Bertea, James J.C. Aklantz, who wants to give a shout out to Sneak Attack and Bombarded Podcast, John Myers, Nathan Ballou, John Dalstrom, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, and Jason Ford. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. You rock. All right, guys, thanks for listening to my little mid-roll here. I'll let you get back to the show, and we will see you in two weeks for episode 29. Enjoy it. Bye-bye. You hear this incredible buzzing sound all around you as you watch in horror as 100 fire-breathing undead wasps appear from underneath the bleachers and converge on your party.
So and as, ooh, as they appear, I just kind of pull Durf and Tug closer to me and tell them, "Don't worry, guys. I got this." Roll initiative. Fifteen. That's a six, right? Ten. Five. All right. So here's where we're gonna. Here's how we're gonna play this. There's a hundred of them. Normal wasps. There is a creature in the monster manual called a swarm of wasps, but that's not usually. I don't think it's a hundred of them. So I'm going to say you're fighting basically five swarms of 20 wasps each. How about that? Okay. Fire, fire breathing undead wasps. As these wasps come out from uh, underneath these bleachers, Ursula just ducks down and covers her head. And she is terrified. She's like right underneath you, Carl. Um, and three swarms of wasps go before Carl does. So they're just going to converge on your party. One swarm to each of you. The first one is going to be on Tug. So these things are buzzing and they are in flames. They're breathing fire. So there's just clouds of fire flying out from over them. And they come straight towards you, Tug. And they're going to breathe just a plume of flame in your direction. Beautiful. So I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. So damage is automatically halved, and then... You get plus two to your saves. So 21. 21? Okay. So you take no damage? Is that right? Correct. If I pass, I don't take any That's a pass. That's a pass for sure. All right, so yeah. So as this plume of flame comes straight towards you, you duck to the left, and the plume of flame keeps going, and it starts to ignite some of the bleachers on the other side that burst into flame just about 30 feet away from you. Another swarm of wasps is going to come straight at you, Durf. You make a dexterity saving throw. Nine. Plus two. Okay, so you're going to take... Wait. Plus two. Eleven. Yeah, I guess I get hit. Yeah, you get hit hard you get hurt so this plume of flame comes straight towards you as it comes out of these tiny wasps and you're gonna get hit for 17 damage 17 Um, fire damage okay and again this fire is just out of control with how many wasps are controlling it undead wasps and it explodes out forward and catches some of this dry circus tent these patches on this dry circuit tent and the roof becomes starts to go ablaze and the last one's going to target Carl. Make a deck save. Ten. You do not pass this plume of flame that comes straight at you doing 17 damage. Another 17. So you guys are just surrounded by flame and these this loud buzzing that's kind of like flying around your, your heads, um, creating just this whole chaos. The circus is starting to go ablaze. The circus tent is starting to catch flame. And Carl, it's your turn. What do you want to do? I'm going to cast Bless. Okay. On myself, Durf, and Tug. Okay. What does that do? Uh, bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever they make an attack roll or a saving throw, before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. Nice. And when does the spell end? How long is Lasts it? Lasts for a minute. Sweet. So you guys get to roll a d4 on each attack and saving throw. Yep. And add it. Yep. Okay. Awesome. That's chance to hit, not damage. Just right? yeah, not damage. Yeah, right. Just just attack roll and attack roll. saving throw. And saving yep. throw. Yep. All right. So what does this look like in game? Uh, I put my my hands together above my head, kind of make the gun, and we hit the we hit the Charlie's Angels pose. Okay. <laughs> nice. Did Ursula get the mop? I toss her the mop. 
Okay. I'm going to roll initiative for her then. She's going to play. Because it's, okay. it's still gooey. She could catch some of those wasps. Wasps. Yep, it is. That's absolutely true. Uh, okay. Durf, you're up. Damage, everybody. Light this bitch on fire. <laughs> no regretty. Well, actually, can I see the sky? Do I need to be able to see the sky? Because it's burning, though, right? Shouldn't I be able to see straight up? Yeah, I'd say I'd say some of the fire that's burning the top of the circus tent, it's spreading, has opened a patch, and you could probably see up towards the sky. All right. Um, let me ask you this, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Were there to be a circle centered on us with a five-foot mm-hmm. radius, would that capture all of the wasps within it? Um, it would capture the three swarms that approached you, but there are still two more out there. Hmm. Well, Tug did say fuck them up. I will cast Moonbeam centered directly on us. Okay. What does that do? Creates a silvery beam of pale light in a five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point. Um, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. Nice. Okay, so the three swarms of wasps are going to make constitution saving throws because they are all in this, and I've got a 10, a 15, and an 11. All right, so one of those passes, the other two do not. Okay, the two that don't pass take 2d10. What kind of damage is this, by the way? Um, is it radiant damage? It is radiant damage. So you're going to double that. So roll your nice. 2d10. 40. Oh, they I... are undead. So 12. 12 total damage? So yeah. that would be 24. Okay, so two of these. So And then the, the, uh, the one that passes takes half that? So 12 damage. All right, two of the swarms of wasps that just burned you guys with this flame evaporate as this radiant moonbeam comes straight down from the heavens and they just disappear. Um, We also have to make saves. Yes, you do. And you got to beat a 15. Okay. 21. Uh, Tug fails with a 12. Okay. Carl passes with a 20. All right, so Carl and Durf, you both take six. Tug, you take 12. Yep, got it. Uh, I will then, at the end of my turn, move. <laughs> uh, okay, you can do that. You'll take an attack of opportunity from the wasps. Oh, is that the, the ones that are engaged with me or the ones that survived? Well, they're engaged with everybody and everyone's within uh, five feet. Because you guys are all... All right, I'll stick around. Okay, you stick around. All right, Ursula is up next, and she's just going to swing her mop wildly at the last swarm that's right on top of her that attacked you, Durf. And she misses, so she's just, ah, 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 and she's swinging this this mop, and these fire-breathing undead wasps are just flying all around her, and she doesn't manage to hit any of them. Tug, you're up. I will move towards one of the group of wasps that we haven't engaged yet. And I will spend a key point for flurry of blows. So you're going to move away from the one that's engaged with you right now? Yep. Okay. One second. Oh, okay. They miss. Whatever. Yeah, you managed to dodge the wasps that are right next to you. Go ahead and roll your attacks. And I'm using a key point for flurry of blows, so that's four attacks. Okay, sweet. And then I get uh, plus D4 to hit as well. Correct. Uh, Natural 20. Oof, okay. Natural 20. 
No, you didn't. Yep. Natural <laughs> 20. I'm not even That's fucking kidding. Insane. No, you're got to be kidding me. That's not, not real. Even, it's three Carl. in a row. It's Carl. true. He's it watching me roll. It's three in a row. Ridiculously true. Natural 20. <laughs> oh, wow. He just rolled, rolled literally rolled no, four in a row. No, you did it. He literally just did. There is no way. Yes. Not even kidding. He just did. Do we have a recording in this video? If I knew I was going to do the exact opposite as is intended of me, which is ones all the time. Nobody that would have doubted if I rolled four ones ridiculous. in a row. You rolled four natural 20s. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I bet we're going I, in. I bet he kills uh, wasps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess roll your fucking damage. Okay, so that is, um, what is it? Four D6s times two. Hold on. Right? Because every single There's one is no... doubled, right? Yes. I, do. I mean, roll it just to... St- We'll just figure out a super fucking high number, but 46 you're going to kill these things. Uh, 46 is plus 16. With four crits? What's 36 plus 16? Joe, you know that shit. It's 52. 52? 52. That's how many damages I did. All's the Jesus damages. Jesus Christ. Okay, tell me how you obliterate this swarm of wasps. <laughs> Jesus. Can you punch each of them one time? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, you I'm, rolled four natural he, 20s. He you can literally the do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I, uh, Carl took the words out of my mouth. Since I'm a monk, I just reach into my pockets and whip out a pair of chopsticks and just start sniping them out of the air with just blurring speed. Just blurring speed. They with and at the end, both pair of chopsticks are are smoking. So like a barrel of a gun, I just kind of and blow blow on top. <laughs> All right, well, that swarm is toast, absolutely. Um, okay, there is one more, though, that sees this and fucking runs because you just rolled net four natural 20s and you're welcome. So the swarm of wasps that, that was coming up right behind it to kind of attack it sees you do this and kind of point the chopsticks in their direction, in their direction, and they're just like, mm, nope, fuck this, and they fly out of the circus tent. <laughs> Strong play, strong play. Uh, there's only one swarm of wasps left, and that one was on Carl. Uh, that one was on Durf, so it's going to actually turn. They're going to turn sideways, and I'll point their stingers in your direction instead of the fire, Durf. Okay. And rolls an 18. Disadvantage, right? Protection? Uh, yeah, you're right there. Yep. Uh, 17. Well, that'll hit too. Sorry, Durf. All right, Durf, you're going to take... 13 damage as you are poked and prodded with 20 different stingers of these undead fire breathing wasps could have been worse Carl you're up could have been Uh, slightly worse slightly yeah uh yeah I'm going to uh just try and finish off this last swarm uh I got a 22 and an 11 Uh, first hit 8 damage yeah, so you knock out all but maybe three of these wasps with the white swor- the white thorn as you slash at these things. Um, and Durf, you are last. You've got basically three wasps in front of you. What do you want to do? Three individual wasps? Yes. The remainder of the last swarm of wasps. How close to me are they? Could I just conjure flame, like put my hand out in front of me, <laughs> conjure flame, and they all die? Uh, yeah, but Produce Flame has a damage to it, doesn't it, if you throw it? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, if, yeah, they're, just roll if that. they're wasps. It's only 1d6. I don't If it's not going to kill them, I'm not going to do it. It could very possibly kill them. It could very possibly kill them. 
You, you have to roll it. Do it. Do it. All right. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid, afraid of, Darf? If, they attack, afraid if of? they attack me, I'll die. Is what I'm afraid of. Well, you, you'll just go unconscious for. That's why he's he's also heals with the Z. That's true. It's one d eight. Oh, it's two d eight. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> so you literally can't not kill these things. Snake, here comes snake eyes. You gotta roll the attack first. Twenty three. Yeah, you hit. Okie dokie. Uh, let's see. Where's my d eight? I want to know how bad I kill him. <laughs> he rolls a three nine uh 13 13 yeah you burn them right up you burn these bad boys up and the last of the swarm of wasps fall to the ground in what was a much easier cha- challenge than the dm thought and from underneath you a pedestal rises and it's got the golden plate with a striped candy cane peppermint at the top all right and you have defeated the candy cane chasm but the circus tent that you are in is still ablaze. I leave the tent. You walk up the bleachers to where you entered, and you see that the door is shut and locked. But we're in, like, the middle of the tent, right? And it's kind of just disintegrating, like, around us? Well, yeah, like, things are falling from the ground. The whole thing is in fire. There's falling from the ground? Starting. Holy shit. Fu- we are going to die. <laughs> Stuff is falling from the ceiling. Beam, wooden beams are starting to fall from the ceiling. Uh, smoke is filling the circus tent. It's You're finding it hard to breathe. Durf, you run towards the door, but find it barred and locked. And you... I'm going to set... I'm going to do this, actually. Here, let's add this. Let's do this. I'm going to add a... I'm going to start a five-minute in-game timer for you guys to figure out how to get out of this or die. Ready, Carl, set, go. Carl uses the white thorn and starts hacking at the floor near the pedestal. Okay, give me a strength throw. Strength roll. While he's doing that, I cast Healing Spirit on myself. 21. 21, all right. You hack underneath the pedestal and it breaks free and falls to the ground. Durf, you heal for what? Healing Spirit? Uh, Well, it'll be... What is it again? 1D, 2D8, 1D8... Timer's running. Carl, uh, what do you t- do with the pedestal? Tug turns to Olivia or whatever well, and like says, a- hey, did you see your dad? I'm just kidding. Slaps her on the back and says, we need to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Is there like a, there has to be like a space or something below the pedestal where it disappeared, right? Uh, not you really. It's just pedestal sized. I'm healing one, Very small. 1d6 every uh, six seconds, by the way. Okay. All right. Well, I guess Two. I'm going to make towards the barred door and try and break it down. Okay. Give me an athletics roll. 22. All right, you do. You break straight through. That was easy. You break straight through this thing as you plow forward and the thing shatters. The wood shatters as you tumble forward and the circus tent burns down around you and you guys are free. And Ursula runs. Before we, before we run out, Durf says, mm, I think we've got like four minutes left. And then he stands in his healing <laughs> spirit for one minute before he runs out. <laughs> Carl, Carl will join him. And and, 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 and roll 60-10. Or, I'm sorry, 10-D-6. Tug turns to Ursula and says, doesn't matter how long your dad would stand in this. <laughs> God damn. Oh, that's so cold-blooded. Uh, we heal for 40 each. Okay, everyone's up to full health. The circus tent is burning all around you, and you guys are just sitting in this cube like, this is pretty nice, actually. Yeah, and, well, and once, you- once we heal up, we leave. And then you leave, and the circus tent burns to the ground and collapses right behind you as you pass through this door. Cool. All right. That was, uh... They should call him Rust-Ease. 
What? And we'll end the episode there, I guess. <laughs> you know, Rust Ease, because it's so easy. It's E easy. And his name's Rusty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. It's very bad. That's very bad. Got it. For, well, I mean, okay, they can't all be winners. Let's be fair. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, I want to give a special shout out to our $5 patrons, Tyler Sarver, Pat Menads, Olivia Fumiati, Seth Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Jacob Torres, Mark Deacon, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Kozlowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Eric Hancock, Blake Tolliver, Dan McStockerson, Jason Ripman, Jaquela, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin of the Redshift Podcast, Noah Hunt, Marco Olofsson, Ian Coughling, Jonathan Huff, William Martin and his buddy Huge Arse, Elemental.fm, Joshua Hebert from the Alignment Unclear podcast, Jack Mega, Joshua Fieni, Nick Vukulich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Phantom podcast, and Tales from Five Nations podcast, Joe Quickle from the Old Guys Roll podcast, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show.